It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. For years, they've been anticipating this moment. And the first pitch in Double Ray history will go directly to the Hall of Fame. Celebrating 25 years of Tampa Bay Rays baseball. This is the Tampa Bay Rays 25th Anniversary Podcast. 3,000 base hits for Wade Mods. And he hits a home run to do it. Host Neil Solons will be joined by members of the inaugural Hall of Fame class. Towards the alley, Crawford going over. Makes a headlong dive and a sensational flying catch in the alley for one away. We'll also honor the greatest teams players, and moments in franchise history with special guests along the way. Longoria on the run. He gets there. The Rays are going to the postseason. Swinging a ground ball to second. This should do it. Aki has it. Takes it to second himself. This improbable season has another chapter to it. The Rays are going to the World Series. Swinging a fly ball to right field. He's going to get it. Ben Zobrist is there. And Matt Garza has no hit to the Detroit Tigers. It can't happen again, can it? Swing and a drive. Down the right field line. To the corner. It's gone. Are you kidding me? Dan Johnson with two strikes. Two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Has just hit it out. And the Rays are tied at seven. There's still life. Here it comes. Swing a line drive down the left field line towards the corner. This one, it's gone! It's gone! Evan Agoria has just hit the race to the American League wild card. All the way to the wall, it's gone! A home run for Mike Brasso and sweet justice in San Diego. Here's a swing and a drive, right center field. Back and it goes, bats to the wall. Get out of here, it's gone! It's a record setting ninth home run this postseason. Randy Arozarena. Swing, line drive, right center. It's a base hit. Kiermaier around third. He scores the tying run. And now they've got a call between third and home. The ball gets away. It is score Rosarena. The Rays have won. Here's your host, Neil Solods. Thanks so much for being with us on our latest special 25th anniversary podcast. You really couldn't have a 25th anniversary season without recognizing Evan Longoria in some way, shape, or form. You know, it's hard to believe he is still the leader for the franchise in war, in games played, in runs scored, in doubles, in homers, in total bases, and in walks. Basically, if it's a major offensive category, he leads. And it's also strange that he's still yet to play at Tropicana Field since he was traded from Tampa Bay. Obviously, since the Rays were in Arizona to meet the Diamondbacks, the team for which Evan now plays, it made sense to sit down with him. And we began our conversation by chatting about how strange it is that he still, he's yet to play a game at Tropicana Field as a visitor. It is very, very odd. Uh, but at the same time, I'm almost like, I don't, you know, I, I think I would have so many emotions going on and, and running, you know, through my head that uh, I don't want to say I'm thankful for it because I, I definitely would enjoy being back, but um, it, it would be. Um, you know, both fun, exciting, but also, you know, emotional, you know, and so uh, those sorts of things I uh, don't necessarily do all that well with. 
You and your family did go back though, right? You were there for Enchant? This past year, yeah, yeah, we were at the TROP. Um, and, and we've been back to St. Pete um, pretty much every year since I've been traded. We still have our home there, so um, we, we make uh, uh, usually two, two weeks, three weeks time in the off season to go and, and kind of hang out in St. Pete and um, you know, the kids love it there, so. When you went into the ballpark, did you, do your kids ask you, because they're at an age, at least Ellen and Nash are, where they, do they ask anything about when you play? Do you ever show them videos? What's that all like as a dad? Yeah, they, they definitely remember being there. Um, they remember, uh, you know, DJ Kitty, and they remember Raymond, and they remember the things that they spent the most time doing there, um, you know, being on the field and um, running, running the bases, seeing the mascots, you know, doing all those things that, that kids do. Um, so, yeah, they, they definitely brought it up. I mean, I don't know that they necessarily recognize the outside of the building, um, but, you know, once I told them, once we were inside, you know, they, they brought up those things. Do you ever bring up 2011 and or do you ever watch a video of that or your your early years playing and the yeah. moments you had um you know i see that the video of that year um around playoff time every year um you know i i get reminded of it in in, in a very good way i mean obviously the the memories from from those early years and, and every year that I had there were, were very special. So um, it's, it's fun when, when that highlight, um, you know, and those clips come on TV, but uh, I, don't know, I, try to, I try to stay pretty present, you know, with what's going on now. So I don't, I don't really, uh, you know, take the trip down memory lane that often. So I, I will sort of take you down there. Um, this is the 25th anniversary season as Arizona is having its, and there is going to be a statue unveiled, a couple of them at the ballpark. Warren, do you have the? Yeah. So I want, uh, this will eventually. So it's going to get bronze, so it'll wow. have like a bronze look to it. But this is kind of the, the starting phases of, of the statue. Wow. There'll either be a game one or four from that moment. That's so, incredible. So when you see that, can you put in context what it means to have that moment, that piece of rays, franchise history, baseball franchise yeah. history immortalized in some way? Yeah, man, um, it's super, super special. Um, you know, we, we, don't, um, we don't get to that point without everybody, of course, you know, like the Dan Johnson home run comes to mind, but, but also, you know, every, everything else that happened that year. I mean, not, you know, obviously this being uh, the culmination of, of that day and, and um, you know, ultimately got us into the postseason, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's just not like in my personality to take 100% credit for it all. But um, I mean, yeah, this is this is a, a tremendous honor, and, and you know, obviously something that uh, you know, next time we go to the trap, now my kids will have something to see, <laughs> and and uh, um, you know, that, that they'll remember that. So. They, they, don't, they don't know about it, but, you know, then I can show them the video and show them the statue, and then they'll, uh, you know, they'll put two and two together. There will be two statues at the ballpark, that one, and Aki stepping on second. Oh, that's awesome. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, another, you know, it's like when you, you hear about somebody talk about a core memory, you know, those are, are a couple of things that are, you know, emblazoned in my mind. I mean, that... Um, you know, Price being on the mound for that, you know, the reaction um, from Aki, um, 
you know, just kind of the sounds of the crowd, um, you know, just like the sense of accomplishment with everybody in those moments. Um, you know, another one for me is going over and catching the foul ball. Um, and, uh, and I kind of was able to relive that memory again, um, you know, sadly through the, the voice of, of Dave Wills, um, however long ago that was, you know, a month or two ago. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> that memory for me is, is in that same category, you know, us, you know, being able to accomplish what we did in that year and, you know, make it, make the first postseason in race history. Um, and then, you know, have it culminate in, in Aki stepping on second base and, and, and us going to the World Series. I mean, that was, um, you know, just, just special, special times. Does that feel like 15 years ago? Um, at times it does, but, um, you know, I think in talking to a lot of people about memories, um, you know, both past and present, it's like when I put it into to context, it doesn't. You know, it's... it's um, you know, I've been super lucky to play this game for as long as I have and, um, you know, have made those memories with, with those people. And so it's like a small fraction of my time as a human being. But at the same time, it's also like nearly half my life, right? Like I'm 37 now and I've been, you know, this is my 16th season. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to think of, of how long um, I've been, been able to put a uniform on and... Um, you know, for those, those 10 years that I, that I was able to spend there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Since you brought up Dave, can you put in context what he meant to you yeah. as a person, as a broadcaster, having spent many years with him to and from the ballpark? Yeah, um, man, I feel it's tough, man, because, you know, obviously, um, I mean, all of you guys, like it's, it's um, like I was 22 years old, you know, when I met him for the first time. Whew. And um, it's just like, yeah, I just feel like he's shared so many special memories in the booth, you know, calling those that like, and I, I tried to like <clears throat> express that in, in the post that I made with like how, you know, we don't, we don't get to have those without somebody letting everybody else know what's happening. You know, if you're not in the ballpark, right? Like if you're not there seeing it, like you have other, these other people like <clears throat> kind of telling the story of, of, um, whew, of what's going on. So yeah, man, he just, um, you know, super special guy, <clears throat> super sweet. And, um, yeah, who he missed. No question. Um, you might have shared a beverage with him for two, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe one or two. Yeah, when I was when I was of age, <laughs> <laughs> you got there quickly. Yeah, I, and I'm sure he will be in our Hall of Fame at some point. I'm sure you will be in our Hall of Fame whenever you decide. I'm I'm finished <laughs> with my playing career since they did announce a first Hall of Fame class. Yeah, 
touch on first sim yeah. and what it meant to see him be the first member of the first class to go in. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I still keep in touch with Soot. Um, she, you know, like, like we talked about um, the other day, like somehow she is able to keep up on like everything that I, that I, that I do, that my family does. Um, even at, I think she's 92, um, it's incredible to me how, um, you know, still just witty and, and um, you know, knowledgeable about the game and everything. And, and, and all of that, not to say it came from Zim, but, you know, her baseball life with Zim was, was so long. You know, they, they spent so many years at the ballpark and, and um, you know, him coaching and managing and playing that, um, you know, I'm sure she learned so much about it from from that and um you know I, I learned so much from zim like i i sat with him for you know hours at the ballpark um you know playing cribbage and uh just just asking him you know all kinds of questions and and me and foley you know teasing him about you know how the things that they uh used to say that some of the old players accomplished could have never been true because of, you know, the speed of the game. And he would get so upset and worked up about, you know, just full kind of picking at him. And um, so, so all of those memories and the things that, um, you know, he kind of taught me about um, being, a, being a big leaguer and, and um, the things I shouldn't do and the things I shouldn't do. And he'd watch me, you know, he'd watch the game and he'd just watch me on the bench or he'd be out there and, you know, just kind of like after the game, pull me aside and say, hey, like, this is what you don't do or, you know, nice job doing this. And so um, tremendous influence on my career. I'd put him up there next to anybody, um, you know, in my early years. And so, um, you know, Zim deserves to be in any baseball Hall of Fame that, that you have. You know, any, any jersey that he puts on, I think he had a, a, a huge impact on that organization and on the people that were there. And so, um, you know, for him to be first is, is definitely fitting. Also in that class is Wade Boggs, who obviously played third base. Yes. As someone who was growing up, how often did you watch Wade, want to hit like him, even though you're righty and he's lefty? And how often did you come across him during your career? I, I met Wade a couple of times at the TROP um, in my early years for you know a couple of presentations on the field. Um, to be completely honest with you, Wade wasn't a guy who I watched or emulated. Obviously, I know I knew who he was. Um, didn't follow his career uh, tremendously just because of where he played most of his career. Um, I'm, I'm a West Coast guy, so you know the the, the teams and, and the players that I were following were were all my local teams from back home. But um, I mean, I think his his you know, his numbers and, and what he's done speak for themselves. I mean, there's a reason why we have a different colored seat or you guys have a different color seat, you know, in, in right field um, at the TROP. So, you know, anybody that has 3,000 hits um, is in the Hall of Fame, you know, wore well, at that time the Devil Rays jersey and um, I'm sure made a tremendous impact on, on the teams and the players that he played with there, um, deservedly so. Carl Crawford was maybe before you the first homegrown superstar the organization had, and he's going in. What was CC like to play with? Yeah. And do you have some fun CC stories that you can tell? Uh, CC CC was um, probably the first player that I truly saw, like stood next to, a, a, as a guy who I thought was a superstar. Um, he had multiple All Star games, I think, before. 
Um, I was even called up. I mean, I actually just recently looked up CC's. I didn't realize his first year was 2002. So he, he was, you know, a veteran at the time. I mean, he was five, you know, five plus years by the time I made it to the big leagues. So, um, and, and his impact was, was felt for sure. Um, but yeah, first guy really like kind of marveled at as, as a guy who I played with, um, CC's work ethic was incredible. Um, I always say that, and he might disagree, but you know, I always said that, you know, he, he was a football player in a baseball player's uniform, you know, like CC was the most athletic guy on the field every time he stepped on. Um, and he just willed himself to be a good baseball player. Like the stuff, you know, all of his work, like was, you know, him, just making himself into a baseball player, you know, and, and um, he was still, you know, probably one of the more raw talents um, that I ever played with, but he had more natural ability than, than anybody, you know, and, and was able to kind of extract that on the baseball field. And um, yeah, just a super special player, a guy that could impact the game, obviously on the bases. I saw a highlight of him stealing six bases against Boston um, not too long ago. You know, was a clutch hitter. Um, you know, hit for power, hit for average. Like knew how to play the outfield. He just outran balls in the outfield, and um, yeah, just a super, super special player. Is there a moment on or off the field that sticks with you with him? Not, not, not particularly. You know, C Carl, Carl was really good about um, you know taking taking some guys under his wing, um, some some young guys, and kind of um, you know taking him around, whether it was, you know, to lunch or dinner or, um, you know, just have him ride into the field with him. Like he was always good about that. Um, and, and I mean, the thing that always, like, like I said, just to touch on his work ethic again, like I, I show up to the ballpark early and there were times when I'd, I'd get there, you know, at 1230 or something and CC would be getting done with his lift, you know, getting done in the cage. Like I would show up to spring training, and when I was a young player, like, again, you know, this is back, like, it's so different now, but back then it was like, if you weren't showing up early and getting your stuff done, like, you were lazy or something, you know, um, and, and I would get there early, like, before the sun came up, and again, you know, somehow CeCe was, like, coming out of the cage, you know, done with his work, full sweat, um, and I'm talking, like, 5.45, 6 in the morning, you know, like, ridiculous times. Um, but again, you know, it's, it just speaks to, you know, how he was able to extract the most out of himself and basically just turn himself into a baseball player. He, and um, it, was, it was fun to watch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There was another guy who had work ethic, probably in that similar category, as James Shields. He, this year, along with Jake McGee, symbolically retired mm -hmm. as a Ray. Would that mean something to you to do that whenever your career is done, since that's the place where it all started? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't know that there's really anybody, um, you know, that's, that's not a casual baseball fan that, that doesn't... Um, you know, come up to me or, or, you know, that follows me on, on social media or, you know, that sees me in person 
I, you know, there's nobody that's ever going to say, oh, we love, you know, we remember you as a giant, you know, or we remember you as a, as a diamondback, you know, it's, it's all, I mean, I spent 10 years in, in Tampa. So, um, yeah, I mean, whenever the time comes, um, I, I hope, um, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I think there will be a time when I'm able to come back and, and put the jersey back on and, um, you know, like, like I said, for whatever it, it may be, you know, maybe it's for the first time coming back to, you know, celebrate somebody getting into the Hall of Fame or, you know, I'm back for the jersey, for the, you know, the statue or whatever it is, you know, but, um, you know, there, there will be a time and um, I, I, don't, um, I don't think that that reunion won't happen. It's been a half dozen years since uh, the trade. It will be in December. Nobody's worn number three since. Would it mean something if the number were never worn by anybody other than you and were retired at some point? Uh, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I, um, I think that uh, I, when I was traded, <clears throat> the number three was retired in San Francisco. And, and I, didn't, I didn't realize that until I was traded. And then I said, okay, you know, I, do, I want number three. And they said, well, it's retired, you know. It's, um, so I kind of just did like that and said, I, I don't really know what, you know, I, I didn't have like another number in mind. Um, and I think I told this story to you yesterday, but I, um, I didn't wear number three initially coming up either. And uh, nor was it in my mind to, to wear it. I, I was number six. Um, Tom Foley was number, was number six um, when I first got called up. And uh, just in jest, you know, he said, you can have the number, but I want a new set of golf clubs. And at the time I was like being cheap, you know, I'm like, I don't, you know, fine. What other number is available? You know, so I chose number three. And, you know, you start, you spend so many years in one place, you know, hearing your name announced with the number next to it, um, you just get attached, you know, like it, it's, I don't know, you know, there's very few things that I'm like that attached to. Number three was one of them. Um, you know, I, I come here now and I actually paid for my number here. You know, I, uh, I it wasn't a lot, but you know, I, I made sure that uh, Tony Perez Chico, our third base coach, he was wearing it before. And, um, you know, I made sure that, that he knew that I appreciated that I was, you know, I wanted it and that I was taking it from him. And, um, he was he was great about it and so um yeah it it you know ultimately again i i said this yesterday um it wouldn't be my place to say no i appreciate them because they have said no you know and they haven't given it to somebody if they see fit to not give it out again of course i'll be honored you know like i would i would uh i would happily come back and celebrate that do you cost more in Arizona than a set of golf clubs? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more, <laughs> depending on what kind of clubs you buy. Have you told Tom Foley that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I probably should buy him a set of golf clubs still. <laughs> Curious how much, because you, are, you have played, as you mentioned, how many years in the, in the show. How much longer do you want to do this? You're closing in on 2,000 hits. Is it, are there numbers you want to hit? Are there, is it still to win a World Series? What's kind of the ultimate goal for you right now? Yeah, I, I, don't, um, I, I don't really know. You know, I say I don't think about it. Um, it's, it's like this year has been um, probably the most enjoyable year, you know, to, to this point um, that I've had in, in 
in quite some years. Um, and that's, that's partly, be, well, you know, m majority because my family's here. Um, it, it, was a, it was a difficult situation in San Francisco because of, it was a difficult situation in San Francisco because of the fact that, you know, my kids were in school, they were here, um, and we just didn't get to spend as much time uh, as I would have liked with them. Um, and I had some injuries, you know, it was like, I had a couple of like weird injuries that, um, you know, one was, was a longer, um, a longer term injury. And it, it just, it didn't, you know, it's, it's not fun when you're playing injured, it, it's just not fun. So, um, you know, I struggled through those last couple of years there and this year has been great, you know, just uh, very enjoyable. So, you know, if you would ask me two years ago, I said, ah, maybe I don't even play next year, you know? And when we went into the off season this year, my first bid in free agency, like my first time ever going to free agency, I mean, the contract that I played out in San Francisco was the two contracts that I signed in Tampa. So um, having that opportunity, I said, well, let me just see like, you know, what's out there. And, and, and if, if the fit is right, then, uh, then I'll play. And um, so it just worked out perfectly here. And I don't know that I'll have that opportunity next year. Um, if I do, then maybe it's something I explore again, you know, but, but I don't want to, I don't want to rule either thing out, you know, like if I'm having fun and I'm healthy and like it's, it's going like it's going now, then I don't see why I can't play again. Um, but also, you know, it's like, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of sacrifice for my family and it's a lot of time away and we have a two year old. And so, you know, all of those things are, are in perspective as well. So on that end, what do you like to do with them? And I know how attached you are to your family. What, what do you like to do when you're not with them? What are still, still playing the drums? Are you still, what are you doing? Uh, no, I do. I, I just, we actually explore food a lot. Um, you know, we, we uh, when I'm on the road, a lot of us here in this clubhouse, we kind of target restaurants and places we want to go. And, um, I don't play, I haven't played golf during the season. Um, I played a little bit in the off season. Actually, I didn't play last year at all, but yeah, just um, kind of just eat. I love to explore cities, um, you know, go and, and see things that uh, I haven't seen before. I mean, um, I am very fortunate to have visited most major league cities um, a few times. So, you know, I've, I've kind of been able to, to spread out and see some things, but of course there are places where we haven't spent much time and I can, you know, go and see things that I haven't seen, but um, yeah, outside of that, I mean, I, I still enjoy coming to the ballpark, you know, so I usually, a lot of the time I just get here early and, um, you know, I'll eat and hang out with the guys and, um, just try to enjoy the time with them. You mentioned the attachment to three. I also wanted to ask about the attachment to your walkout song. <laughs> I've been trying to get away from it for like the last, uh, eight years. I think I, when I was in Tampa, um, it's not that I'm trying to get away from it, but I, I remember probably five or six years into my career there. I put out like a, it was probably just only Twitter at the time or whatever it was. And I said, I'm thinking about changing my walk-up song, you know, any su suggestions and like the overwhelming majority of people were like, don't change it. You know, it's, it's you now, like, it's just, everybody knows, you know, when the song is played that, um, that that's what it means. And so I just kind of, at that point, I just like accepted it, you know, that I wasn't going to change it. And, um, I, I still think about like, oh, maybe I could do it for one at bat and then have another song and then, you know, have it for my third at bat, but 
I never do it. I mean, I'm not going to change it at this point. Well, we're appreciative for all that you did, what you have and haven't changed in your baseball career, and we certainly appreciate some time. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Really good stuff from Evan Longoria. So appreciative for all his time and also the help of our creative services team uh, for their help with that podcast. We will have plenty of other 25th anniversary podcasts as the season goes on, including our upcoming Hall of Fame inductees. Those being, of course, Wade Boggs, as well as Carl Crawford. That to come as the season goes on. In the meantime, thanks so much for listening. We will chat with you soon. <laughs>